Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537 for voicemails. Uh, Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. I explained the whole meaning behind the email uh, in the last episode. Um, And Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. You can also leave a review on Apple, uh, Stitcher, and at Podchaser.com. At Podchaser, you can go ahead and not only review... Uh, the show overall, but you can also review separate episodes if you so feel inclined. Um, I feel like this book is speeding towards the conclusion. Uh, In the last two episodes, we have had some really big revelations that have popped up both for Detective Colvin and for Vernita. Um, The problem with those revelations is that Word? Like, okay, like, you can say that Mr. Juan and Rhodesia and Ricky were all drug dealers who were killed by Percy and all that kind of stuff, but word, we're just making all this so convenient. And Alice was never alive in that last book, like, not once. So then who drove Vernita to uh, Papado's to get food? You're telling me to when uh, Vernita was on the boat fucking Lamar. Lamar was actually getting married to Charday. Wasn't Charday too hood and too ghetto to be able to afford anything like a cruise for a wedding? Like, wasn't that how that worked? I'm just, the more I read, the more questions I have about the past. And I don't want to look back at the past, but when it's this egregious, it's just like, okay. New rule, y'all. If you're going to write a book and you're going to write a sequel and you don't want to read the first book again before you write the sequel, that's cool. But just go ahead and write them both at the same time. Just write a full book and then chop it in half. That's what the folks from Loving My Wife and My Sister 2 did, I think. I mean, it didn't work there either, but I mean, can't have everything, I guess. With that, chapter 16. Oh, and we've been skipping ahead uh, in life. So Vernita uh, was like, hey, um, I'm coming over to help you with the funeral rent for Alice. And Sade was like, my mama died five years ago. And it was like, wait, what the fuck? So, yeah. Chapter 16, Detective Mike Colvin, a year later. 
Mike, this is the third time telling you that you have to get all the corners. You have to dig deep and pull back all the equipment. This shouldn't be that difficult. I found a roach in the corner this morning. If the regional manager would have come by and did an inspection, you would have cost me my job. Rachel, this nasty fat white bitch, was once again grilling me for not doing an effective job at cleaning the kitchen. A year after I got fired, I had an extremely difficult time finding a place that would hire me. In exchange for receiving at least a partial pension, which I wouldn't have access to until I turned 60, I had to agree to not use the police department as a reference. That pretty much disbarred me from getting security gigs and shit. So, with no other real experience, I ended up working as a line cook in this whack-ass hipster vegan barbecue restaurant up on the north side. Such a silly-ass concept. I hated this fucking place with a passion, too. Only reason why I took a job here was because these crackers were paying close to $20 an hour. Their food tastes like shit. Motherfuckers had the audacity to... What? It doesn't even finish the sentence. Motherfuckers had the audacity too. And it don't say nothing else. <laughs> like, Motherfuckers just had the audacity to audacity. That's what they, and it's crazy because I'm recording this on audacity. We just all got the audacity today because this motherfucker had the audacity to not finish the goddamn sentence. Sorry, Rachel. I'll do better next time. I apologize. I stood there feeling pathetic as fuck. Unfortunately, Mike, there isn't a next time. I'm going to have to let you go. Can you please go ahead and clock out for me? What? All because I missed one spot? Mike, that one spot could have gotten us in trouble with the city. And please, lower your voice. We have customers in here now. I looked around and did notice that a few motherfuckers were now staring at us. I didn't give a fuck, though. This fat bitch was just looking for any excuse to get rid of me. I knew her chunky, spoiled milk-smelling ass didn't like me for the moment she laid eyes on me. Man, fuck this job and fuck you. I yanked the hat off my head and apron off my shoulders, balled them up and threw them onto the floor. Make sure you send me my check in the mail, too. Mike, get out. Now, screamed Rachel as she pointed towards the exit of the restaurant. And yes, I didn't do that on purpose. I'm literally reading it the way he said it. Now it's spelled N-E-O-W. Now. Bitch, get out of my face. Now. What you gonna do now? Huh? Huh? You ain't got no job. You ain't got no job. You had to wear a stupid ass hat. Now what? Like that. That That's how you use it in a sentence. N-E-O-W. Now. Everybody dance now. <laughs> Bitch, you ain't gotta tell me twice. This place sucks any fucking damn way. Who in the fuck eats vegan barbecue? Weird-ass white folks. I stormed around the kitchen counter and made my way outside towards my piece of shit Elantra. Since I got let go from the CPD, I sold my Charger and downgraded to a used Honda with 80,000 miles on it. Also, um, black folks eat vegan barbecue now, too. Like, there's a ton of vegan barbecue places and a ton of vegan restaurants that black folks are running. So, now what? I hopped in and chucked up the engine. I needed a fucking cigarette to cool my nerves. I slapped a Newport in my mouth, lit up, and sped out of the parking lot. Bitch-ass motherfuckers. An hour later, I was back in my apartment. Once inside the building, I walked up to my unit and saw I had a seven-day notice from my landlord. I was late on rent once again. 
I checked my bank account earlier and only had 500 to my name. Ain't no way in the hell I was going to be able to come up with 1200 to pay my rent this month. I needed to hit up someone to borrow some cash, but I didn't even know who I was going to bother to call. I virtually had no one to rely on. In fact, no one from CPD was fucking with me anymore. A part of me wanted to call my ex-wife and ask if she could help me out. She came to my help not too long ago for some other stuff, but her new bitch-ass husband, Mark, gave her grief. I yanked the notice off the door, then rushed inside my apartment. I saw you with your whack-ass new husband. <laughs> That's what I feel like when I'm reading this. This is great because I don't fucking like this dude. I couldn't believe this in my life. All because I was simply trying to do the right fucking thing. No, nigga, the right fucking thing would have literally been for you to do the right fucking thing and not run up in that woman's house. The right fucking thing would have been for you to literally not say that she was an old bitch and not profile her by what she had and not continue to do an illegal investigation when you're a lieutenant told you to let the shit go the right thing would have been to listen to your partner but no you know whatever every day i woke up i relived the entire day those bodies were discovered in that old bitch's house see you still calling her an old bitch she ain't even done shit to you dude let it go i just couldn't believe that i was so fucking off as crazy as it sounded i just still had that hunch Something wasn't adding up. But I had to shake that shit out of my head and figure out a way how I was going to get my money to pay my rent this month. So, with no other choice and no time to waste, the next best thing I could do was sell a few electronics I had up in the house. Hopefully that will put hundreds of dollars in my hands once I listed these shits on Craigslist. I bet you he finds a plug and he plugs in the computer and he finds something that links him back to whatever the fuck he was going so wild about in the first place. Hopefully these put hundreds of dollars in my hand once I listed these shits on Craigslist. I had a flat screen TV in the living room. Another one in my bedroom. Then I had two old laptops that I currently wasn't using. I also had two old iPhones. I flew into my bedroom and began looking for the laptops. Last I remembered, I put them up in the closet. I dug through boxes tucked away in the back of the closet. But as soon as I pulled out the two laptops... My eyes widened with surprise when I realized I still had Miss Washington's MacBook. <sighs> I forgot I even still had this shit up in my house. Shit, how did I even forget though? Then again, since the day I was fired, my life went through so much turmoil that the last thing I had on my mind was a fucking laptop. Then, on top of that, with all those guys that got busted for that burglary ring, there was really no point in digging any deeper into Miss Washington. But there was just something about everything I couldn't let go. There was something. Pausing for a moment, I looked at the side of the laptop and thought maybe I could find a charger on Amazon or an electronics store to power this shit on. I pulled out my cell phone, went to Amazon.com and searched for a charger that would have been compatible. To my luck, I found one. A used one that was going to take about three weeks to get here if I ordered it now. A debate went off in my head. Just let it go, Mike. Let it go. The case is over. You're not a cop anymore. The case is closed. Nah, nigga. This is the case of a lifetime. That bitch is shady as shit. Fuck it. I groaned once I hit the order button. Now back to other personal business. I scrambled to get all the electronics I could sell. An hour later, I was getting hit up left and right from motherfuckers off Craigslist. Thank God, because getting evicted would have driven me over the edge. Two weeks later, the package from Amazon came on a sunny Thursday afternoon. 
Wait, what? Didn't it say three weeks later? Take about three weeks to get here. Dude. As soon as the driver dropped off the package, like a manic man, I ran downstairs to the stoop, grabbed the package, and then ran back up to my unit. Once inside, I quickly opened the package and then made my way over to my desk where I kept the laptop at. The blot of blood was still visible on the back of the laptop and that was still very much evidence in the event something useful was on this laptop. I plugged the charger into the laptop and pressed the power button, hoping the MacBook would turn on. The keyboard lit up. Yes! Within seconds, the desktop popped up. Damn, Miss Washington didn't even bother to password protect her damn computer. Then again, that wasn't surprising. And there was probably no need for her to do that. The desktop was virtually empty. She had two folders, one titled Finances and the other was titled Webcam. I clicked the Finances folder and immediately a bunch of PDF files popped up. I opened them up one by one. It was a combination of bank statements, credit card statements, bills and receipts she saved just to have electronic documentation. Damn, for an elderly woman, I didn't think the old hag would be technologically inclined enough to keep everything on a laptop. Then I stumbled upon three separate life insurance policies. My eyes widened with shock when I saw the amount of money that had been paid out to her. She had as much as three $1 million policies. I jetted back over to her bank statements and became even more surprised once I took a deeper dive into her bank statements. This one was rolling some serious cash. She was making me so... Oh my god, editors, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Shit was making so many damn angry. Are you typing this on your phone? Is your phone auto-correcting? Are you doing voice attacks? I do voice attacks sometimes. And sometimes when I say fuck, it says duck because it doesn't allow cussing. And it puts those little stars up when I say nigga. And I'm like, nigga, I did not mean to do that. Nigga, stop putting them stars up. Oh, nigga, shit. And then I got to take all the stars out. That shit's annoying. But this, this is just egregious. Also, since I stopped to talk about that, I just want to say... Vernita's got to be really dumb to just have all of her evidence sitting on a computer with no password protection in the middle of her basement with a blood splat on it on a computer that she forgot all about just sitting there for anybody to see if they did some good investigation like this cop did apparently according to him with a big ass blood splat on it like that's not a red flag. <sighs> she was making me so damn angry. Here I was, my entire life ruined over her ass, and apparently she was languishing away in some nursing home sitting on millions of dollars. Such fucking bullshit. With nothing else of importance to look at, I closed out the folder and then scrolled over to the webcam folder. I opened it up and it was immediately slapped with what looked like thousands of recordings. All coming from the small camera embedded in the top center of the laptop screen. I chuckled, wondering what the hell this one was recording. I clicked on one video and let it play. 20 seconds in, all Miss Washington was doing was clicking away at the computer screen, talking to herself. Nothing important. She was just rambling to herself. Hmm. There had to be something in these videos, so now that I was unemployed and not really thirsty to begin another job search just yet, I made it up in my mind that I was going to spend however long possible to go through all these videos. They all went back to 2015. Why was she recording herself, though? Seemed kind of odd, but then maybe she clicked on something inside the computer to turn the camera on and unknowingly recorded her. Two days later, and virtually getting little sleep, 
I was now 600 videos in. Every day, Miss Washington had the same routine. She'd log in and just stare away at the computer. She'd talk to herself. Every now and then, it seemed like she was talking to herself. Yeah, you just said that. It was about 10 a.m. in the morning, and I was fucking starving. I got out of bed holding the laptop in one hand as I trekked down the hallway to my kitchen. My eyes glued upon the computer screen and the volume cranked all the way up. I made myself a bowl of cereal with one hand and then went into the living room. With nothing on but some boxers, I sat the computer down on the coffee table and slowly ate my Fruit Loops, hoping one of these videos would give me some deeper clues into this woman's life. I clicked the next video and this time, she seemed different. Looked like she was crying, but she didn't seem sad or depressed. She seemed enraged, like she had just got done cussing somebody out. She was rocking back and forth on her computer chair, mumbling to herself. I could barely make out what she was saying, so I quickly placed the bowl of cereal down on the coffee table, grabbed the laptop, and held my ear up to the speaker. Don't feel bad, Vernita. Don't feel bad. Just calm down. It had to be done. It had to be done. That nigga slept around and fucked your best friend. Fuck him. Fuck him. He was gonna die anyway. I guess. What the fuck? I sat there in complete shock. And yeah, I killed that hoe too. Both of them motherfuckers can be together now. In hell. Fuck Clarence and fuck Alice. Gonna have a motherfucking baby behind my back. All this time I trust that motherfucker and this is what he's gonna do to me? Fuck them both. And fuck Charday. Fuck them all. And she's not getting not near a dime out of me. Nothing. Bitch can get all the money she needs from her sorry ass husband Lamar. Sorry ass nigga. Couldn't even survive in the NBA. I had to go back to rewind everything she just said. Once I confirmed everything I just heard, I shot up from my seat, grabbed a pen and piece of paper and wrote down the names Clarence, Alice, Charday, and Lamar. I clicked off the video and then searched her computer for each individual name. Clarence's name was found in several documents, most of which related to money and life insurance. That was obvious though since that was her husband. But who the fuck was Alice? She said this is her best friend. Hmm. I looked up Alice in the search bar and the only thing that came up were two PDF files. I opened it and it turned out to be Southwest Airline tickets. One was for Miss Washington. The other was for an Alice Brown. That made sense. They were friends and they were probably going on vacation together. I looked closely. They were flying to Fort Lauderdale. I opened the second PDF file. This time I was staring at cruise tickets. But then something else struck me as odd. I further scrolled down the PDF file and saw that there was another cruise ticket attached. It was for a Jarquarius Miller. Hmm. I wrote down that name as well. I looked back at the video and jotted down the date of the video. Come on now. It was from September 5th, 2014. I pulled out my phone and typed in Alice Brown Obituary Chicago. A few results came up. I clicked on the first result and was taken to a website belonging to R&R Funeral Home right here in Chicago. I saw a picture of an older, fair-skinned woman who looked like she was probably in her late to mid-60s. The obituary read, Brown, Alice, 67 years, peacefully passed into eternal life on September 5, 2014. Loving mother is Sade Tompkins, Paul Tompkins, and Janice Tompkins. Dearest grandmother of several grandchildren. Alice was a lifelong resident of Bronzeville, Chicago, Illinois. An avid bingo player, she loved her trips to the Bahamas, Jamaica, and Florida. She'll be greatly missed, but we know she's resting in the sweet arms of Jesus. Oh, shit! 
Oh shit! I knew it. I knew there was something to this fucking old bitch. She fucking killed her friend. I couldn't contain myself as I started pacing the living room floor. I didn't know what it was. My gut feeling told me to look into this Jarquarius Miller name. I typed his name into my search bar on my phone. And the first fucking thing that popped up was an article from ABC Seven. Then everything fucking gelled together. This little nigga was charged in an armed robbery and home invasion that resulted in the death of Alice Brown. There was video evidence of him pushing her down the stairs inside her house. Then it hit me. I remembered this case. I didn't work this, but everything was coming back to me. In fact, this is the case that Candace herself had worked on. Fuck. I had it in me to call Candace, but unfortunately both of us were fired and she stopped talking to me. I glanced back at my phone and saw another article. Inmate killed in riot at Joliet Prison. I clicked it and read this nigga was killed in prison. Joliet Prison. What the fuck? Joliet Prison. Joliet Prison. There was someone else who went to Joliet Prison. Then this entire puzzle came beautifully together. As mysterious as it sounded, it all pieced together in my head. This had to make sense. It sounded crazy, but I could see it all playing out in my head now. Percival Andrews was at Joliet Prison too. He was there for five years. Miss Washington probably found out her husband was sleeping around on her years ago with her best friend, Miss Alice Brown. She probably found out and commissioned Mr. Andrews to kill Alice Brown. Miss Washington probably then used Jaquarius to kill Alice. But why would they go on a cruise? Oh, because he was going to push her over the cruise ship. But then that fell through, so he broke into her house and pushed her down the stairs. He was probably going to snitch on Miss Washington, but Mr. Andrews decided to take matters into his own hands. That's why Miss Clark said he was such an outstanding citizen. He fucking set himself up to get arrested to serve time in prison to get our Jarquarius. I stood in the middle of the living room, stunned, completely stunned that I may have just solved the craziest crime ever. And this all made sense. Miss Washington didn't want Charday, the secret love child, to get her hands on Clarence's life insurance money. Either I was completely crazy, or the smartest man alive. Silent, I stood there thinking about everything that happened over the year. My eyes became watery. I lost so much thinking about how my detective hunches were both blessings and curses. I solved a lot of cases. I brought closure to a lot of families. But there were times that I was wrong. Completely wrong. In this case, even with a video confession of Miss Washington, was this even real proof she committed a crime? I had no other evidence. Shaking my head, I grabbed the laptop off the coffee table, clicked out of the video, and then scrolled through what had to be at least a hundred more videos. I clicked a random video and let it play. I saw Miss Washington once again at her computer, clicking and typing away. She had reading glasses hanging over her nose. Then out of nowhere, I could hear a deep voice shout out, where you at, bitch? You ready for some dick? I gasped when I saw none other than Mr. Andrews walking to the room in the background. This nigga was completely naked and his dick was already hard. Hell yeah, I'm ready for some dick, Miss Washington laughed. Bring that dick over here. What the hell? Mr. Andrews got closer and closer and once she was a few inches away from Miss Washington's face, she spun her head around, grabbed his dick and stuffed it down her throat. Oh shit! Without thinking and completely blown away from what I just saw, I dropped the computer onto the ground. 
I blanked out for a second, but I quickly looked down and saw the computer literally shattered into three pieces. <laughs> Fuck! No! 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 <laughs> God, I hate this guy so much. And I don't care. We knew. Like, I guess... We, I mean, we knew that she killed Clarence. It was going to pop up at some point. And we knew that she killed, you know, that she killed Alice. Because that's the way the last book ended. This, I just don't want him to be able to solve the case. Also, poor Candace got fired for fucking with him. Like, that's literally a friendly fire. That's, that's collateral damage. Chapter 17, Mike Colvin. I couldn't let this shit go. I refused to just let this woman get away with multiple murders. Blood was on her hands. I didn't give a fuck if she was damn near 80 either. Wrong was wrong and she was going to pay for what the fuck she did. Call me paranoid. Call me delusional. Call me whatever the fuck you wanted. But I had everything solved. Unfortunately, I didn't have no proof. Two weeks later, I was going to get proof though. I knew what I was about to do was going to get this woman to confess. I knew this was a crazy idea I was about to embark on, but I knew I was going to get my motherfucking proof. On a semi-sunny late Sunday morning, I strolled through the Orland Hills nursing home to pay my dear friend, Miss Washington, a visit. I checked in at the visitor's desk and was told that Miss Washington was currently at the chapel for church service. From the sound of it, I thought the chapel would have been some separate space on the nursing home's ground, but I was told it was just a conference room on the opposite side of the building. Once I got directions to the chapel, I made my way over there. As I walked closer and closer, I could hear the rumbling of gospel music pour out into the corridor. I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain. Now that song right there was some old school country gospel music I ain't heard since I was a little boy when my grandma used to drag my crazy ass to church. Boy, I missed those days. Didn't have a care in the world. Not even a single responsibility. I spent my summers down in Mississippi fucking all the country hoes. What? I stood near the frame of the door and peered in. There was about a good five or six people in attendance. I scanned the room and there Miss Washington was, slightly bobbing her head as she sat in a wheelchair. A voluptuous black woman with a jerry crow dressed in a purple polka dot dress was in the front of the room near a podium blowing her pipes to the gospel song. Gosh, she sounded so horrible, but she was good enough to get the elders in attendance moving to the tomb. As soon as the woman finished the song, she prayed and then concluded the church service. A young Latina woman dressed in nursing scrubs who sat off in the corner walked over to Miss Washington and began to roll her out the room. Miss Washington looked completely gone. She was just a mere shell of herself. The nurse willed Miss Washington closer to the door, and I just stood there hoping this woman would instantly recognize me. Feet away, Miss Washington lifted her head and her eyes instantly widened. Although apparently her dementia by now was severe, that look in her eyes let me know she still remembered who the fuck I was. Nathaniel! It's my brother, Nathaniel! Miss Washington cried out as she reached her arms out towards me. No, Miss Washington, that's not your brother. The nurse laughed and then looked at me. I'm sorry about that. She does that from time to time. I'm actually kin to her. 
I can take her back to the room if you want, I told the nurse. Oh, you are? How are you all related? I'm actually her brother's grandson. I'm Mike. Nice to meet you, I said, extending my hand out to the nurse. I'm Dominique. I'm so glad Miss Washington has company today. Her goddaughter just stopped by not too long ago. And she brought these good brownies. They were so good. You just missed her, actually. And yes, you could take her back to her room. But actually, after church, I usually take Miss Washington for a walk outside to the park. Oh. Okay, well, I can do that, too, I said, producing a fake smile. Oh, great, because I need my lunch break already. I'm hungry. Thank you so much, the nurse said and then took off down the hallway. Okay, wait, that's not how this works, right? I mean, like, you can't, as a person who's watching over somebody who's infirm, you can't just take somebody at face value that they're who they say they are and just be like, all right, cool, I got a lunch break coming up, on dip. You gotta ID the person. Like, you check the visitor's information and verify that they are who they say they are. You know, because it could just be anybody right. coming in. And then, too, some people might be on the list as not allowed to visit. So we have to make sure that we're checking the ID. That does happen. I could see that happening, but okay. All right, cool. So she's about to get fired. I got to go to lunch. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I sure am hungry right now. <laughs> Thank you so much, the nurse said, and then took off down the hallway. I leaned down into Miss Washington's ear and whispered, let's go for a walk, my favorite great aunt, Vernita. We got a lot to discuss, don't we? Nathaniel, you brought some of them ribs for me? Boy, you know I loves me some rib tips. How's Pauline doing? Miss Washington squeezed out through her parched lips. Not saying anything back to her, I rolled her down the hallway and then we made our way outside into an open courtyard park. The nursing home had a nice, well-paved trail with a quaint Japanese garden centered in the middle. A few other nursing home residents were outside and they too were accompanied by nurses and others who were probably friends or family members. As I kept pushing Miss Washington, she kept rambling off at the mouth, talking about people who I didn't know nothing about. We got towards a part of the trail where there was a cement picnic table along with matching stone chairs. I rolled Miss Washington next to the table and then sat in one of the seats. Pauline makes some good chitlins too. She makes them spicy. I want some hoghead cheese. Did you bring any with you, Nathaniel? Bitch, stop playing fucking games with me. You must think I'm stupid. Pardon me? Don't use that language around me, Nathaniel. I'ma tell Mama. I know you killed your husband. And you killed Alice. You killed Percy, too. You even had Percy kill that boy in prison. Nathaniel, stop it. Stop it right now. I pulled out a flash drive and stuck it in Miss Washington's face. Bitch, you thought you were slick. You don't have fucking dementia. You're faking it. The moment those bodies were found, you started faking it. I know you are, bitch. Bitch, you think you're really fucking slick. Miss Washington's eyes exploded with shock and her mouth hung open. What's that? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. You know what the fuck I'm talking about now, bitch. I laughed. This is what we call a flash drive. 
I got a hold of your laptop down in your basement and went through all those webcam videos. I spent weeks coming through your shit and then discovered all your videos. Yeah, you went through all the webcam videos and then you say you discovered all your videos. God damn it. I went through each fucking video and stumbled upon that video confession of yours. Then I saw the airline tickets, the cruise tickets. Bitch, it didn't take me long to figure it out. I dug my index finger into my temple. Bitch, I'm a genius. I'm good at what the fuck I do. From the moment I laid eyes on your crazy ass, I knew you was on some other shit. Yeah, you might have some health issues. You might be hallucinating here and there, but your ass ain't demented. You're very much conscious of what the fuck is going on. Take me back to my room right now, Miss Washington screamed out. Then she started yelling for help, but her cracking voice could barely get loud enough to grab somebody's attention. You can scream all you want, Miss Washington, I growled as I stood up and began to walk away. But I'm sending this over to the police ASAP. I bet you. I bet you he doesn't give her, he doesn't turn her over to the police or something like that because he takes all the insurance money. Bet. Alright, let's do that. Truth be told, the flash drive was completely empty. I'll just use it as a ruse to see how she respond. Okay, so you got me. You figured it out. Yep, I killed Clarence. I had Percy to poison him. And then I had one of my other little boo things kill that fat ass bitch Alice. I'd be damned if her and her raggedy ass daughter were going to get their claws on my motherfucking money. Especially considering all the shit I had to put up with Clarence. And yeah, I killed Percy's ass. After I found out what he and Markel were doing behind my back. Those slick niggas thought I was dumb. They were playing all sorts of games with me. So what the fuck you gonna do? Have me arrested? Put me in prison? You a bitch ass nigga for even digging through my shit like that. But who would believe you? Baby, I got the dementia. I have a tumor in my brain. I've had psychotic hallucinations. Nothing that comes out of my mouth can even be trusted. Shit, sometimes I don't even trust my own damn self. I don't even know what's real or not real, she exclaimed. I slowly turned around. Mouth dropped out of shock. I just kept shaking my head. Yeah, see, I knew it. Honestly, Vernita, I don't want to put you in prison. You already lived out your life. So what the fuck you want from me then, you hoe-ass nigga? She barked. Let me guess. Money? Because I know your dumbass lost your job meddling place where you didn't belong. Now that you mention it, I chuckled. You damn right I want money. <sighs> How much? I want $250,000. That's all I need to get up out the current jam I'm in. I don't even want to go back to work. Fuck that bullshit ass job. Miss Washington went quiet and her breathing became hard. Fine then, but on one condition. What's that? Give me some dick! I instantly scrunched my face up with surprise. What? From who? Oh, oh yeah, this bitch is really out of her fucking mind. Fuck this shit. I need to walk the fuck away right now and just drop everything. Yeah, Detective Colvin, you heard me right. I'll scratch your back and you scratch mine. You give me some dick and I'll give you all the money you need. Besides, since you've seen the videos, you know what I'm capable of. I want some dick. I've been up in this nursing home now for a year playing with my pussy at night and I'm sick of it. I want some dick. Bitch, you crazy. I scoffed at her idea. Baby, this is all an act. I still got some sense in me. 
Now look here, if you want the money, you're going to have to do right by me and give me some dick. So what the fuck is you going to do? I stood there for a moment shaking my head. Are you serious right now? That's all you want? And you'll give me the money? Yes, I'm serious, motherfucker. Now what you going to do? I, um, I don't know. And all I have to do is fuck you once? Yep. Not playing either. From the moment I laid eyes on you, I knew you were working with some serious wood. I just knew I was going to ride that motherfucker one day too. And wow, looks like the Lord works in mysterious ways. She laughed her ass off as she sat in that wheelchair. Now that I thought about it, did this old bitch even need a wheelchair? Was this all part of her act? Shaking my head in silence, disgust gripping my insides, I knew that I really didn't have absolute proof of her crimes other than now this... I knew I didn't actually have absolute proof for her crimes other than now this verbal confession. I knew I really didn't have absolute proof for her crimes other than this verbal confession. And even if I wanted to use what I found on her laptop as evidence, the truth was I technically stole the laptop out of her house, and any evidence found on the laptop would have been thrown out of court. However, Miss Washington didn't need to know that, and she didn't need to know that the laptop was broken. And if all I had to do was fuck her once to get this cash, and goddammit, I might just have to take her up on her offer. The fuck are you doing, nigga? Really, you're that desperate for money? My conscience was eating me to fuck alive. I couldn't even believe I was really considering this as an option. But with no real job prospects and bill collectors calling me all the fucking time, what the fuck did I have to lose? I took a deep stare at Miss Washington and almost wanted to throw up knowing I'd have to put my dick in her just to get some money. This was some worthless ass shit, but at this juncture in my life, a nigga had to do what a nigga had to do. So fuck it. Besides, who's gonna know about this any damn way? Okay, well, where you do this then? I asked, ready to get this party started. I probably need to get high as fucking drunk to just even do this shit. Sign me out of this nursing home and we can get a room at the Holiday Inn up the street. I pass it by every day when they take us on our day trip, she said. Okay, let's go then, I replied. But I just want to know one thing, though. Tell me, was I right? Ever? Miss Washington tilted her head to the side and then smiled. You got it right, sweetheart, she continued saying. Now go on ahead and roll me back to my room so I can get my belongings. By the way, do you smoke reefer? I might just start today, I told her. And when we get to the car, I want to stop by the liquor store to get me some Hennessy. I walked over to her and began rolling her down the trail. Good, because I'm going to need to get fucking drunk to do this. Boy, don't do me like that. Don't knock what you haven't tried yet. Oh, God. Alright, let's let's finish. There's this chapter 18. Hold on. Let me look. Yeah, okay, so there's two more chapters left. This and the epilogue. Fuck no, there's 28 minutes left in that chapter. So, um... I guess, what you'll do for cash. I mean, I figured that they was going to do it fucking at some point. I just didn't think it was going to work out like this. This whole thing is crazy. And Vernita, for all the crimes she's committed, I guess... 
should know that a laptop being in her house taken illegally cannot be used as evidence. I hope she broke. I hope she fucks him and then stabs him. What'd you say, babe? Maybe she's gonna kill him. Yeah, my wife said maybe she's gonna kill him too. I hope she do. He deserves it. I mean, he treats women like shit. And he calls a lot of women fat. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Uh, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Uh, for those of y'all who don't know, my wife's a nurse. So when she was saying that stuff earlier, she knows what she's talking about. She didn't just sleep at a Hot Inn Express last week. Uh, leave a review on Podchaser, Stitcher, Apple. Uh, let me know what you left it at. Uh, DM me on Twitter. I'll holler back. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, join the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com backslash single simulcast. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I appreciate y'all. We're going to close this one out with the next uh, episode. Y'all be good. Peace. and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. <laughs>